broadcasting live through Loot of the Beacon in the basement of Stalwart Fortress, this is Wagdai Weekly, the show that covers everything about Wagdai, the interactive fantasy adventure that combines rich lore, role-playing mechanics, and a community of creators that bring the forsaken lands to life in an immersive game where there is only one true constant. We are all going to die. I am your host, King Offling, along with Josiah this week, and this is episode 16. How are we doing, homie? Season's greetings. It's, uh, I'm tired. <laughs> I, I, Bro, I feel you too. I am tired as well. It is an exhausting season. This this month is uh, is pretty brutal, yeah. but uh, you know it is what it is. Here we are, still trucking every week. Trucking every week without fail. Episode sixteen. Uh, uh, oh, we'll we'll let's run through some quick catch up. I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring her silence up. By the way, you you guys know the deal. This is a live show. Push the button. Come on up uh, and and join us if you care to. Uh, happy to have community voices in the show. Her silence always a treat. Um, how you doing, buddy? Hello. Welcome to Wagner Workly. Very good, thank you. Um, all right, so main adventure stuff this week. Uh, we have been uh, exploring the Arch Magus Tower, uh, which is uh, the narrative being driven primarily by the arcane council um, with with retweets from the main account um uh, last week we had sort of started our expedition unto this tower uh which is you know one part like wizard's laboratory one part uh you know place of reckoning for the arcane council um the story so far we were given a couple of choices the uh, we were given this book. The book um, speaks to us when, you know, activated by a artificer crystal, the Archmagus speaking through it, uh, revealing that he encountered um, the arc, the trio of the arcane council um, in their youth, uh, kind of took them under his wing and uh, out of want for uh, guiding powerful, uh, uh, you know, creators, uh, magic users, um, sort of sort of you know uh, raised them up from when they were kids um but something seems to have gone uh wrong along the way uh we were presented with a choice um as we're ascending the tower from from the depths of it uh to go to the right or to the left we first went to the a library where got a rather condensed lore drop about Kilgore, one of the 17 that we have not yet encountered, um, only to learn uh, very, you know, not, not a lot, but that um, they sought a path of frost and became frozen in stasis uh, during a period where they tried to end the chaos of the crow. Um, I took this to, I interpreted this, um, to mean that, like, you know, there was some period where the Crow of Detreaty was running rampant in the world, uh, and uh, and Kilgore sort of like froze the world um, to uh, to to put an end to that. But through the process, became frozen in stasis. When when he awoke, um, the the world was once again in chaos. Uh, you know, largely because of the two, and thus he created. Uh, the Concord of God Killers, which is something new 
um, we had not really heard of before. And we, you know, a lot of us are thinking that this leads to the 30th talk or, or at least another one late later down the road. Um, Josiah, what do you got thoughts on, on the Kilgore lore? Everybody went crazy for the Kilgore lore. Um, you, you know, we've been talking King about the, the, the narrative route of the arcane council and you you know guys when this started out you know it was these three three quote-unquote space wizards right and um i think the community was kind of slow to pick it up um and we we kind of saw a shift in that when the kilgore stuff dropped i know prince for one became very excited and king you you had a good idea about this which was you know that the characters of the 17 are entities that we have always been curious and attracted to. And so it makes a lot of sense that once this connection was established through these beautiful book images, right, that it it, it brought the, the Arcane Council story to a whole new level for us. Um, what you were saying, so, you know, the, the story of the 17 is that they each ruled in a different cycle. The first one was she who smiles. So now we, we get some semblance of an order here that we know Kilgore probably comes after the crow um, and and his concord, the concord of God killers. Um, so that was really interesting to piece together. We've been talking about creating a complete um, hierarchy of cycles and assigning each of the 17 to see, um, you know, the order, the sequential order they come in. Yeah, I'm kind of but like uh, we'll get into uh, a bit boring stuff uh, later in the show. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm really keen on piecing together the exact order of all of the 17 um, from the past cycles. Um, one of the it, like it's slowly as we've gotten piece by piece, you know, we've been able to figure out it's like uh, it's like one of those old logic word puzzles. Right. Like if this comes before this, you know, then, you know, you can kind of deduce a, a general sense of order to things. And I think that's going to be really important to, um, you know, solving a big part of the history of the Forsaken Lands or at least, you know, uh, coming to an, uh, an understanding of the order of events, which um I mean, it's probably not going to change much about how we play the game, but for those of us who are really into the lore, I think that's a very uh, big thing. Yep, absolutely. And now we get to add the uh, the Kilgores to the list of 17 members who have their own concords, right? So we have the Furies, the Covenant of Detreaty, the Grand Jester, Ancient Reflections, all of these. I think it adds up to eight or nine of the 17 thus far that have their own established concord. So we get to add them on the list. You know, um, it, w- it was several weeks ago that the community was putting together alignment charts or hypothesizing about it, right? Where they lie in 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 alignment with good and evil or even with Mother Gora and the serpent. And so now we know that the Kilgores, their concord is is against both. I think that's really fun. I mean, we've we've actually come across quite a number of groups within the Forsaken Lands that uh, hate both the t- of the two, right? Like there's there's the Druids, um, the God Killers. Now the yeah. the Dark Blades are technically again, you know, they 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 live in the Bro, but they're not uh, adherent to the to the Worm. Um, there's a lot of like anti God sentiment across the. Um, different factions of the Forsaken Lands, but I'm curious to see, like, this is where I find, um, you know, uh, an, a singular axis very hard to, uh, you know, 
chart every single group in the in this project because there's a lot of different philosophical ideologies that drive the reasons behind each of them right like the, yeah. the strivers they they didn't you know they 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 sought a way away from the two um you know but the god killers are here to destroy the two and the druids think oh we can live you know beside you know aside apart from them and then the ancient reflections are like nah we're like before them like so it's there's a lot of groups that are really anti-agora anti-serpent but the differentiation between them is like i think really difficult to chart on like a singular grayscale sure and it's interesting that everything we've been told about the 17 exists in the past, right? These are their histories that we're learning. Um, so so kind of interested to see, like, what is the impact of it? Obviously, you know, people were saying the God killers, the two are still alive, obviously, since then. So so what was the point of that, right? Or it, it in the way it kind of gives the community the reins right what do they want to do with that new information how do they want to shape characters um their wagged eye characters and you know merlin's character has been one who has has been saying chronically that he's a god slayer so i think that this is also just another outlet for people to kind of reappropriate or or don as a mantle for characters they want to create and this particular one a group of fighters um, against gods, nonetheless, against deities, is a very cool one. Well, I mean, that's one of the, the, the most interesting things about the project since the beginning has said, um, you know, this, it's it's yours to define, like, what's going to happen here. And, I mean, of course, all of the Seventeen storyline is in the past tense. It's all history, except for when, you know, we actively take control of it and do things like at the Battle of the Burning Church, where they were utilized as tokens and, you know, um, played a role in the in the conflict there, you know, that contributes to the present story. Um, I think uh, I think the common thread here is, I mean, we talked about this in the in the discord, but there's a lot of these stories of the 17 that kind of must result in failure you know like i mentioned yuria wanted to create like a self-sustaining society for the furies that failed um uh, the 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 strivers luda wanted to find a means uh, away from the two gods that failed um all of the different storylines revolving around the 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 17 have ended in failure i think as you said so that we can take up the mantle and that we can find their success. Will we? Remains to be seen. Right. Um, Do you think they failed though? Because they did. They like ultimately the seventeen are finding their own path outside of nature of the gods, right? And if we know about them to some degree, they must have succeeded if they've continued through the cycles with their individuality i would assume well that's the thing but the the like i mean in in the case of kilgore if his mission was to kill the gods we know that's a failure because they're still here in the case of yuria we know that's a failure because her civilization collapsed uh in the i mean maybe luda achieved what he wanted on his own without bringing anybody with him that's possible um you know, the, there's still order in the world, so the crows have failed. Yorn and Yogg were unable to cleanse all impurity from the world because there's still, you know, 
uh, chaos and, and, and malconformity. So they have failed, right? Like it, I have not seen any story of the 17 that's like, you know, landed a success yet. The closest so far anybody's pointed out is, is Paiu, but I, I'm still not sure what her goal was apart from like accessing the ancient's power and like, you know, becoming part with it. Yeah, true, true. Um, I think to some degree, though, if we know of them and they're the 17, they've succeeded at that. Maybe they weren't successful in their mission, per se, I guess is the, what I'm getting at. Which of the 17 do you most uh, do you most align with for silence? Curious. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, the one that I'm most fascinated by and engaged by, I wouldn't say that I, I align with them because I, I wouldn't I don't think they fit into like necessarily. I mean, they may fit into like traditional alignments, but it's like, you know, you to me, it's uh, you know, I see like Agora and the serpent not as good and evil, but as the cycle uh, the cyclical um, nature that uh, they have their their path, their cyclical path and the rebirth of the cycles. And then I think that the 17 um, have alternate paths and they represent different mm-hmm. things, but not necessarily an alignment. But I, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it as in depth as everyone else. But the the 17 that I'm most excited to learn more about and that I'm really just uh, – the one that, that I like the most as of today would probably be Luda, Luda Striver. Um, can't wait to learn more about him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're all – all the stories are – you could delve into all of them and find something engaging. I'm just really excited personally to, to, to get the stone and, and learn more about Luda. Yeah, I mean, for me, right now, I don't know, it's still like, um, they're all such like cautionary tales, to some extent that it's, it's pretty hard to uh, be like, oh, man, I want to follow this one to the ends of the earth. Um, You know, if of the of the seven, I'm going to be cheap and say, like, I like the lost pilgrim. (laughs) I like (laughs) I like the concept of something fractured that's, you know, uh, infinite in in, in some ways. Yeah. What about you? Good point. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, we are the 18th, so. Right. So uh, continuing with the Arcane Council storyline, after we went into the library and we got this kill gore lore, the kill glore, um, we went to the left staircase because uh, it was the only one left. Um, uh, inside there was a machine, you know, quickly punched in the numbers for um, that Rita's uh, machine had given us, uh, I think 22, 20, 22 three and four or something like that um it opened uh a a, a chamber inside the chamber um the corpses of a bunch of strange like abomination creatures um looked twisted uh skeletal uh kind of beings um and there was a tablet in there that you know basically condemned the arcane council and said uh, may they reap eternal damnation for for you know basically the horrors that they brought onto the world um uh there was also a uh, a key um and an image that looked like a sort of deconstructed she who smiles um, which has led to some very interesting speculation that we'll get to in a minute. But um, what is your take regarding the the abominations? Yeah, I saw this as a turning point in the story, right? The, the three members of the Arcane Council, since the be- very beginning, they've 
come up come off as suspicious characters but you never really know why so that this is kind of the flip in the script moment for me that you learn that they use their powers um because they were all prod prodigies in their work but you see that they've they've misused it playing gods right they're, they're trying to create these things and you learn that they they belong to a sect of seers who are trying to harness power to create a god um and so so that's kind of the flip in the story for me and now you see that the the arc magus has taken steps to punish them um can we talk about that now yeah go for it um if you guys stake so so after all this lore drop right we get this invitation as of yesterday to stake in the the uh, ruined kingdoms of yore where presumptively the tower of the ark magus is we entered his chamber and were now in there along with the three members of the arcane council okay and so they they did a lore drop on gather which is the chat on a fate of wagdai um and you learn that the ark magus has punish these three these three members by locking a piece of their soul in a stone that he invented and it seems like there's a call for a quest in which the arcane council can't go in um because they're still compromised in their ethereal forms or whatever but the lost pilgrim can so it looks like we're gonna go in there we're gonna embark on a quest and in return we're gonna get the 30th talk which seems to be fragments of the Archmage's stone. Um, I, I think that that's the, that's the crux of the story we're engaging in now. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, that's it, we're definitely so tomorrow at seven p.m. is um, there's a spaces scheduled that we think this is all going to play out in. Um, currently, including the three uh, 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 of the Arcane Council, there's there's twelve currently staked to the space. Um, including it looks like merlin himself that's uh interesting i wonder what the death toll is going to be like here um uh I, i've sent two in myself uh it looks like errant is in here as well um there's quite a quite a quite a couple of good characters in here um yeah what's your what's your thoughts on what what to expect at the spaces oh the spaces is fun let me actually i, I want to see how um what the caption for this the return of the official wag die spaces it's been a long time it's happening tomorrow at seven like you said the lost secrets of the seers shall soon be revealed chamber of the arc mages is this going to be like the ouroboros dungeon crawl exactly like are we going to enter this space and then there's going to be a gm in there and they're going to drop something and we're going to do that whole whole trek i don't know i'm down for it though that was by far one of my like most favorite uh events of the whole experience so far although i gotta say if the it is as deadly as the burrow uh i do not like our odds given uh, given the current numbers yeah um there's a lot of people staked has it breached 20 oh i'm looking at the pilgrim site and include it excluding the 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 three of the arcane council we're looking at nine no some I, there's a mismatch there you're staked in the ruined kingdoms aren't you yeah i've got two no your king offling is staked no 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 i've sent i've sent uh 10 10 10 10 is the character i sent in originally that became uh 
Uh, uh oh, Prince Ham is saying that the it's uh, right. Okay, because the wiki's got broke, the, the whole thing's down. Um, okay, so there's more characters staked. Um, the uh, this will tell me. Hold on. Ruin Kings. Oh, there's 34. So, so we got 30, 31 players in there right now. Um, I've sent uh, 1010's brother and uh, named 26 and and Bank DeSang, uh, who is a, a Dark Blade debtor, uh, who is uh, trying to get 1010 uh, to pay his bills. So <laughs> we'll see what happens to to those two. That's good lore. Um, right. You got it. Return of the Spaces is always a good thing. It doesn't have to be a dungeon crawl. I'm still excited. Um, I, I wonder which characters we're going to engage with. You know, the there's off, the the voice of the Archmages, the narrator for the Arcane Council account. It, it sounds professional, and so I've wondered if whoever is behind it has enlisted him to speak in the spaces. I don't know. What what's going to be interesting about the concept to me is unlike the borough which is like a place that you know we can traverse through we're in a chamber we're like locked in a room with these three dudes which could be just as interesting you know providing uh you know maybe there's a mindscape that we're fucking with or maybe there's like, uh, you know, it's just all a straight battle. Or maybe it's some political thing where we're listening to three and like deciding, you know, who we align with. I there's it could go a great number of ways. Yeah. Um, good point. That makes me think of an escape room. Something that the uh, the the um, Arcane Council account has utilized is setting up the scene and then giving people the choice of what to select. You know, like like do you want to go to the bookcase or do you want to go to the the lamp device or whatever and so i wonder if it, it if it'll be like an escape the room feature could be could be um one of the most things as the staking opened though was there was a tweet from the arcane council that said you know ask any questions that you may have um this is the one of the few times where we have a gregor like situation in the game um where where folks can ask question they want to to i assume the devs um uh so far there's been a a, a good number of questions mischievous wants to know if the toilet paper should be over or under um uh several people are asking if uh the arcane council created she who smiles um josiah you asked how many fragments uh, are are there uh in the map i guess um i'm curious to know uh, what defines a cycle? Uh, that's something that's been plaguing me forever. Um, Merlin wants to know where a god, the God Killer, can be found, uh, and uh, you know, there's a, there's still more time to ask more questions. If you guys are keen, check the Arcane Council uh, account and, and drop your questions in there. There's a lot of like valuable information we could get out of this if 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 possible. Um, through the whole experience, you know, I've I've been really wanting to know what makes a cycle a cycle you know and um, we've had so many instances in the uh, storyline where it's been like oh is this the thing um you know that ends or starts a new cycle but um, not so yet um so i i'm curious for some definition on those terms it's a good question yeah um but yeah theoretically though uh if this does bring us the 30th talk um that's the that's the juice. We're there. We're at steering. 
Yeah, and it perfectly aligns with the uh, the tweet that the keepers posted. Must have been two days ago. Let's see, one day ago, of this really cool um, pixel gif. Right, it shows these hands reaching out to what I assume is a serpent scale, with all these elements flourishing around. People have been speculating on what the front end um, or the interface experience of Searing would be. And I wonder if this image itself is going to be incorporated into that. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's pretty much what I assumed as well, that like this was going to be part of the visual aesthetic of the experience of Searing. Um, you know, so if it maybe it swaps out the different tokens for um, whichever one you're searing or whatever, but it looks like a cool little ritual scene. And then um, bada bing, bada boom, you, you transform uh, and become a permanent member of the, the Concord. Very cool. Very cool. It's all drawing near, guys. It's all coming together. Right on. And uh, uh, on the, uh, before we leave the Arcane Council, uh, you know, uh, Ham, Hamdo uh, threw, threw a pretty tight wag bet out there. Uh, and I just, I'm, I want to bring this up, not for the, uh, for the argument of, of, of the bet itself, but for the uh, innovative... Uh, use of the uh, tokens, you know, as a means of uh, of of ratifying bets on change on chain. Um, uh, Hamdo and I placed a bet. We wrote the terms of the bet on the bios of our wag die and sent them to a shared gnosis safe, um, so that it's there. It's permanent. It's visible. Everybody can see it, and neither of us can change it. Um, until we come to a conclusion, which is a neat uh, use of the thing. I'm curious to see how uh, other people are going to take uh, use of that concept in the future. So um, cheers, Ham. Uh, I think it's going to be fun to find out uh, which one of us is right. <laughs> um, yeah, and it looks like we're about at the halfway mark. Do we have a, a, a sponsor this week? Yeah, I do believe we have a video sponsor for the holiday season. So let's go and uh, rack that up. Yeah, something additionally to mention is that the WAGD Artist Guild is having its second drop this week, just ahead of the holidays, December 17th. That's this Saturday. And, you know, it, it's again the four original artists myself, Rolin, Rolin Arama, that is, um, Lost Cowboy, and Brennan64. Um, so there are some real bangers in this one. There were some in the, the previous one, but I think some of this stuff blew my socks off when I saw it. So we're also probably going to be experimenting with different um, selling formats, you know, whether that's auctions or um, multiple, more, more artists using multiple editions. But, um, you know, we're also very aware it's, you know, the end of the year holiday season and, and bags might be a bit tight. So that's fine. Um, but that is happening this week and we just wanted to highlight it. And, you know, it's good art. Whatever happens, happens. And we're just putting it out there. It's winter in the Forsaken Lands. You know what that means. Discount prices on all your favorite gear now at the shops at the Catacombs. Get 50% off all Garolean wheels when you wear a Garolean tunic through our stores. Buy one encampment medallion, get three free. For every token of Concord you buy, we will burn a ball. Toads of Detrite are perfect for animal lovers and stoners alike. 
Make it a true Christmas for Pandira by gifting him a Flame of the 21. Make your holiday shopping easy with the shops at the Catacombs. Open now through the next searing. Damn, those are some good holiday deals. Shops out of catacombs. That's where it's all at. We wow. headed there. Yeah, I got to do some last-minute shopping. That's uh, definitely my my uh, my, my one stop. Um, yeah, I mean, le- I mean, let's let's take a moment to to acknowledge it. It is uh, it is December right now. It is that season. So, uh, you know, there's been a lot of chit chat about you know. Um, uh, activity within the community and uh you know what what can we expect of the of the within the seat you know because uh a lot of people get busy um but a lot of other things happen in the season uh too and i just wanted to like kind of quickly take a moment uh and like not to harsh the mellow too much but like this is a time that's like uh for me at least uh, I get a bit of like seasonal affective disorder, which can mean like, you know, without a lot of sunlight, uh, without a lot of time outside, people can kind of get a little bit depressed. <laughs> and, um, you know, Wagdai is a really interesting project and it is a really emotional project um, in a lot of ways. You know, you're creating these characters that you're identifying with and you're, you know, can see a bit of an extension of yourself. And then you're constantly flirting with the concept of death. Um, so I just wanted to like take a minute and like, uh, you know, thank everybody in the community for being so warm and welcoming all the time and making sure that this is a good place to be in throughout the season. Um, it's really helpful to like uh, a person like me. Um, but also if you are like in that kind of mind space throughout this time, you know, um, and you do feel like reaching out to the community, uh, you know, go for it. Uh, you know, we can joke around and be kind of uh, harsh to each other sometimes as a gag. But like when I think it got, we get down to the nitty gritty of it, um, this community is is really strong. It has a lot of uh, affinity for one another. We have a lot of affection for one another. So uh, I just wanted to throw that out there um, as I go my third straight week in a row without seeing the sun. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks and like y'all are making the season better yeah i echo that um thanks for sharing that king i think uh the sentiment in the community in the in the library has been very positive as of late i think a lot of people are really pulling together and just being more mindful of each other's needs some really good talks in the taverns um last week i i I was able to be a part of one with pandira prince and her silence and for the most part, you know, I was drawing, so they were kind of, quote-unquote, my podcast. But people were, were connecting really well and being really accepting and helpful, encouraging to one another, particularly with Prince and uh, Pandira. So, you know, hit that tavern up. You know, pull someone in if, if you're looking for some connection. Um, I think it's, it's something we can all use during this time, like you said. And, you know, wag, wag die is we are all going to die, but, you know, Right now, we're all living, and that's the most important place and time you can be, which is the present, right? That's what depression is about. Depression is preoccupation with the dead past, whereas anxiety is preoccupation with the imagined future. And the best place to really live is, is between them, which is your present. It's the most important because it's where you make all your, your choices, what matters the most. 
So definitely echo that sentiment. Right on. Uh, yeah, didn't mean to bring make it make it too touchy feely uh, into the the community section of the show. Um, um, but yeah, just uh, you know, it's all uh, it's all on my and 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 at the end of the day, let's never forget. You know, this is uh, as emotionally invested as we are in all of this. Um, this is a project. This is a a story. Um, you know, as much as I identify and and uh, and and connect with my characters, they're all uh, they're characters. You know, um, they're not you. So uh, let's keep rolling. Speaking of characters, uh, what have I got here? I think I got five uh, new community uh, character update initiatives. Uh, Arendt has uh, expanded his storyline. Uh, Marking travels across the Forsaken Lands from cool I love when people do one of the little outposts that's not named on the uh on the map uh he's got a little dotted indiana jones map uh you know map going line line going from the map um down he's returned to the church of her um where he finds everything is burned and in ruins after his transformations um and he encounters a character named alden the ascetic uh, soon to have more revealed on that. Um, what I like about Aaron's, uh, uh, delivery on this is a lot of, um, I don't want to call it like they're, they're animated gifts, but custom, you know, it's not, uh, all custom animated gifts, very short, small bursts of animation along with some good, uh, descriptive text. Um, it's not looking to be, you know, massive, uh, you know, 10 minute videos, which is great. Um, it really shows the like versatility that you can approach, um you know and, and have some more lightweight things um uh malosh has uh is continuing his resurgence uh uh wagon die uh if you're following the account posted some new uh, invitations beckoning the pilgrim to join him in acceptance of the void um i'm really looking forward to this because uh uh, Any time that there's an opportunity for a new community-oriented guild to like kind of rise up, man, I'm I am all for it. Uh, so I'm really curious to see uh, what uh, happens uh, over there. If bus, uh, if you're cooking up something, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Um, Dorian's story uh, has continued. Uh, last week, I think we we did a recap of him. Uh, where he had been, uh, you know, approached by some strange men, and we were given the choice on whether he would fight or not. Uh, of course, this community chose violence, um, but he survived his fight, uh, and uh, his his adventure continues. But I and uh, dude, I love um, the new render of his character. It's like I don't know what he used, but it looks like a straight up three D model. Have you seen this thing? Yeah, uh, Dorian the Wise, the character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. He credits uh, Sisab for doing the art, which is uh, he, a.k.a. Errant. And uh, that's something I want to mention that, that you, when you were touching upon the story of Errant, that he's Sisab has started to... He, he's been putting out the, the, the quote-unquote trials of the, the wacky AI like translations right and it's been really good so he's finally integrating it into his telling his own story and it is spectacular i pinned the tweet up there three tweets back or four do you see the image of the church oh uh, the interior yeah yeah like, that's really really good 
I'd love, I'd love, I, I got to drag you into Tavern, Cisab, and, and talk about how you're doing this because they are amazing. Yeah. So he, uh, it looks like he helped out um, Enrique with a hand there in, in conjuring that image of. Right on. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, I, I kind of want to see what some of my, my characters look like in the style. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's Dorian. Um, Cardock is a new one I had not seen yet. Um, but it looks like there's a new LARP that's kind of dropped. Uh, it's it's an interesting one. I'm not sure where it's going in terms of storyline, but he's kind of like adventuring around, finds a cave, goes inside. There's a creature in there. He gets poisoned, but then also finds like a bottle of an elixir. Um, and it's kind of slowly evolving. It's more text heavy than um, a lot of other ones, but they're, you know, it's it's also like a more boots on the ground adventure kind of thing, which I'm I'm into. I think we, I like I like those a lot. You know, um, less uh, less high highfalutin guild stuff and more uh, you know everyday dude surviving. Do you remember what the uh, handle was for that account? Actually? Yeah, let me dig it up real quick. I'm searching Cardoc. I don't know. Uh, I should I should have saved a link, but I did not. No worries. I actually remember I put it in the LARP um, channel at one point. Okay, here we go. Caradoc. Caradoc, that's why. Oh, did I sell it? Pronounce it wrong. There we go. Caradoc. There we go. Yeah, cool stuff. It looks like a new player. So new, always space for more stories to be told. And this, like you said, yes, has some cool animated shifts here. He's, uh, he's the other wizard, right? I think that's his story, that he's a powerful magician. So we don't have that many in the Forsaken Lands here. We have Merlin, obviously, maybe the most prominent. And now we have Caradoc. I don't think anyone else is LARPing as a as a magic wielder. Nope. Uh, but we we shall see um, as that develops. Welcome. Happy to have more LARPing in the space. Um, I've kicked out <laughs> now on the lighter side of things. Um, I've started a new uh, medium series. Uh, I kind of wanted to run some experiments and I decided to uh, write the diary of Dilbert the Squire. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with the character, Dilbert is the squire within the Concord of Research. He lives at Stalwart Fortress and he's kind of a bumbling idiot. Um, you know, good hearted, but like, man, is he a screw up in the day? Um, I kind of wanted after the whole um, GPT-3 AI text, you know, prompt uh, machine kind of came out. Uh, I wanted to run some experiments with that. And so the concept of, of having an entire diary, you know, teaching this thing what, you know, who Dilbert was and like, you know, key terms about Stalwart Fortress and different things in the Forsaken Lands um, allowed it to start writing these diary entries. I've been taking a few hand-chosen ones uh, and dropping them in the medium format so that um, it can uh, it can serve as like a fun little lighthearted um, slice of life uh, piece for him. So is that what's happening behind the scenes? AI is 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 writing this? Oh yeah, totally, hundred percent. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no shame in that. I mean, I figured, right? Like, I didn't want to put words in Dilbert's mouth. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want and I didn't want to I don't I didn't want anybody else to put words in Dilbert's mouth. Dilbert's his own dude. So I taught an AI. Um 
who Dilbert was, how he how he behaves, and everything like that. And now we get his diary. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! Wait, I, you? I feel like that should be clarified. And um, and I because I mean I saw them. I assumed we were writing it, and I was like, why is King Upland writing these diary entries in like the prose of a fourth grader? This that's that's my reading level, dude. No, yeah, it's uh, it's all it's all AI. I don't care. I mean, like. It's authentic. It's Dilbert, baby. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. All right. Very fun. Very fun. But um, yeah, the, the the link is is a pinned up there. So if you guys want to open that Medium article and check out <laughs> what this AI is doing to Dilbert the Squire, I guess that's that's available. We've got some very choice articles, such as predicament in the latrine, uh, a dread in the lower levels, and I fought a bog dairy with only a broom. Um, Hamdo, how you doing, dude? Hello, what's going on, everybody? Happy holidays! Happy holidays, dude. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, actually, you're 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 here just in time for. for I don't know if you did you come for Conclave talk or or did you have something? I did. Well, all right. I did at the urging of Josiah. I am here. Well, let us have it. What's the latest? You guys met yesterday. I heard it was riveting. Uh, please tell us everything. Indeed, uh, <clears throat> I think everybody has mentioned that this is a slow time as the holidays approach, and so some of the updates from last week are still on the back burner, including ISK's proposal that we're going to push to the new year, as searing is right around the corner, and a few other. Uh, events that will probably take more precedence. So uh, to that end, uh, Brennan and Nicole did not meet uh, to discuss anything about this proposal. I don't think ISK has uh, any more movement on that, so we're, we're sort of just been dependent it. But the biggest discussion that we had was around the uh, Conclave representative terms and whether or not we want to downscale something during these slower times we haven't had a single proposal this term and so we discussed various different ways in which we could adapt to the slow movement um i'm not going to sit here and explain all of the different things that we discussed because I, wolf has put up a uh discourse post that that sort of encapsulates a lot of our thoughts i think it was aided by uh, a cult uh in writing so uh it's very nicely, succinctly put, and uh, go ahead and check out discourse and see the thoughts that we have. Uh, I know that I noticed that King has already responded. I haven't had a chance to read the response, so I'm going to get in there and read and see what everybody thinks. But that is the gist of everything that occurred yesterday. Right on. Yeah. Um, it sounds like some potential changes. Uh, Wolf leading the charge on. Um, at least, oh, at the very minimal, a reduction in meeting frequency, et cetera. There's a grander concept of um, ditching the electoral process for the conclave altogether, going more towards something like an open volunteer system. Um, and what happens to things like the conclave bells um, if that should come to pass? Um, Overall, like my take is, yeah, you guys meet way too frequently. Um, I did the counts, you know, first term, there were seven proposals. Uh, second term, there were three proposals. Third term, there were two. And then in the current fourth term, there have been zero new proposals um, brought into the conclave. 
I think the 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 reduction has been a combination of things. Um, the first and foremost being the holiday season. It's obviously a busier time, uh, you know, since you know, because I think what was when was the election in early November, um, and that's kind of you know Thanksgiving and everything starts happening and people get busy. Um, I think the second um, largest thing that uh, may be being overlooked a little bit is. Um, most of the very active community members who are uh, interested in running proposals already have um, proposals in the operation, right? Um, I myself have like too many already going. Um, you know, I can't I can't take on any more work um, between like and and one of the like between the recap podcast and Wag Die Weekly, um, plus uh, you know. Uh, I've got the the proposal for the game jam that you know going to be executing in early January. There's a lot of things already in motion from a lot of people. Um, so either I think there needs to be some invigoration among people who have not um, taken active part in Conclave. But I mean, it's also like you don't want to like drive proposals for the sake of it. Um, you know that that's that's just how you end up wasting money. Um, but I think it's fine. Um, to have a, a term with no new proposals, given those factors, um, I I definitely do think you guys meet way too frequently, and the mandatoriness of the meetings. I think switch to a biweekly system, make it a standing meeting. You know, if there's no new proposals or no new activity in the in the conclave, yeah, don't have a meeting, don't waste your time. Um, but I am, uh, I will say, I'm kind of against um, reshuffling the whole structure of the system i don't think you need to do away with the electoral process i don't think you need to do away with the concept of representatives um just because we're in a in a slow period um largely due to the fact that you know adjusting based on like whole structures in that fashion based on temporary potentially temporary um things can be a little bit uh have you, you or if, you know like i said in, in in my reply you know what if activity spikes up again in february are we going to like revert back to the electoral process or whatever you know there's a lot of um ifs in there i think it's a it seems like a good system again speaking of somebody who's you know declined conclave representation every single time um i think it's a solid system i think you guys just meet too much um, that's my takeaway on it but uh again I'm not part of the conclave at all. So I, I, I'm just throwing my words around. Josiah, do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I, I, I only saw the updates in the, uh, the library, the discord. Um, it's interesting. I feel like this one, it's a big change, right? If it, if it, the, the conversation at hand um, and given that it is the holiday season, I can see this one being very slow to move and, and for any real concrete change to be implemented. But I'm definitely open to doing things differently, not just for the sake of it, but because for the reasons they're highlighting. Um, it's funny, you were saying that this past term there has been no proposals. I was thinking of doing the, uh, just throwing up the conclave by combat one, um, but I never wound up having the time um, between everything that, that I'm doing. Um, but obviously, if there's any change, I guess that one would come into compromise. But it would be interesting, you know, I it's, Going kind of tangential, but we were talking about what defines a cycle, and you know, if if every every term or two terms or three terms, we have a completely different system of of 
of enrolling um, conclave representatives. Like for for one one every three terms could be like a cycle, and for those three terms, it would all be purely conclave cut by combat. Um, that thought that just came into my head that was funny. Um, but yeah, really interesting to see how the the reps just kind of threw this out of nowhere. Um, I think it's a fun conversation. What are you thinking, Prince? What was your response to what King was saying? I wasn't really in favor of switching it up during the meeting last night. I didn't. I don't really have a dog in the fight. I didn't. You know, I wasn't sitting there like, yeah, there's too many meetings. I I was the one who urged uh, everybody who had different opinions to just start a thread and discourse and share with the community and see what people think. Um. I do agree that I think if we just reduced the amount of times we meet, it would alleviate the majority of the concerns. So we could just meet less and it would all probably be fine. Or even just meet when there's proposals. Don't have to have a mandatory cadence of meeting if there's nothing to look at. Uh, and I think, I think we've even, even this term we've discussed not meeting because there was nothing to meet about. There was, there were t- two meetings ago. We almost even didn't meet. So, you know, we've, we've, we've toyed with that idea. It's, um, but Hey, if people want to switch it up and mix it up and try to do it on a volunteer basis or just try things just to see what works while we're in a lull, I can also see a reasoning for that just to give something a shot. There's no reason that we couldn't do something just to try it. And then as soon as we get a influx of proposals, we immediately revert back to what we know works. Like we are nimble, agile people. We can figure it out. So I, like, like I said, I don't care either way. Um, I mean, meeting less is probably the answer, though. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I mean, also, like, hey, maybe it's time we get some new new people in the conclave as well. You know, a lot of people, some people have been there all four terms. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a, a, a rotation will help alleviate some of that as well. You know, it's been six months or five, four months since the conclave started, right? Um, yeah. So. So some relax on that will probably go a long way as well. It's just collusion between the powers that be. That's why they're there, the four terms. Brennan. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all know that the Conclave is secretly a shadow organization puppeteering yes. not only the the, 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 the the money, the purse strings of the Pilgrim, but the, the, the lore and story and who gets access within the Forsaken Lands. It's all a top-down, you know, it's it really is the most corrupt entity in, in not just in, in all of the Web3, but the universe itself. The Twitter files will come out on Twitter about the conclave of Wagdai. This is the, the truth. The truth will be, but cannot be silenced. Uh, all I'll say on that end is that every conclave representative is also in Seabor's mound. So do with that as you will. Oh yeah. These guys, they all go to the same frats and, and they all hang out at the same country clubs and they all go to the same orgies. Like there's no, there's, <laughs> they know, they know, they know what's good for them. You know, whether they they don't need to say it to each other in the meetings, they don't even if we had records of the meetings, you know, which why don't we, you know, just saying, even if we had records of the meetings, you know, they wouldn't need to say it because they're all just going to act, you know, on their self-interest. And it's all aligned because they're really at the end of the day, the same kind of person. They are all pilgrims, you know. (laughs) Anyway, uh, fun rant aside. Yeah, guys, 
take interest in your web three politics uh go go to con uh conclave dot wag uh fate of and uh weigh in read read what's going on there um drop a proposal hey you got a dumb idea ask for money <laughs> i mean that is that is something i was gonna say it's like we have some money people just don't want it like i mean i would imagine people want to get paid and no idea is too small or too insignificant throw some proposals at the wall and see what happens i'm sure the community will support it so far this community has not turned down a single proposal <laughs> so go crazy i want to see something get denied <laughs> let's uh you know that made me thinking should the amalgam be seared with, oh. with let's put a book in his hands let's put the star wars encyclopedia so you can be and, and let's get him a beast while we're at it. Yeah. Let's drop let's drop some of that conclave ETH on getting a uh, a nice beast for the for the amalgam. All right. Yeah. Looks like we're coming to the end of our time here. Um uh, another small community businessy conclave thing. Uh the wiki shut off today. Uh I was updating it last night and then I uh wake up this morning to notifications from from Prince and others saying that the uh the wiki has vanished. Um this is a server side problem. Uh those of you who may remember sports.eth uh was the one operating it. Uh we we're in touch, we're getting it resolved. Um, the plus side is finally, we've talked about this many times and never done anything about it, but it's going to be migrated um, uh, to dev hosting. So uh, this, it will remain a community operated wiki. Uh, we're just going to have uh, hosting available as long as the project is there. Um, oh, and uh, big community shout out to Roland Arama, who kills it again with the uh, amazing uh, updates to the PFP. Uh, the, you can see him in the chat right now. Uh, many of us are wearing uh, Santa hats uh, and have special Christmas edition uh, wag dies. Uh, so I just want to say uh, cheers, Roland. They're amazing. I love the. I love it. Josiah, where's yours? Um. I was too busy decking out the Wagdai Weekly hosts <laughs> to don my garb. But uh, that Santa hat asset is pinned in the Builders Hall. So it's going to be the top one. Just click pinned and you can access it. Um, seeing a lot of Santas around, yeah. Yeah, I love the, I love the PFPs. Um, uh, newcomers, Zane, you were new in the, uh, in the Discord this week. So I just want to say hi and hope you're having a good time. Other than that, I, I think that's it. That's all we've got for show today. Uh, you got anything to take us out with? Yeah, Pan Pandira had a fun uh, shout out. Shout out to Wag Died the account for their third Fugazi. Um, retweeting Lolly Wings, which seems like a bot. They re they retweeted it as a comment. Um, a bot commented on the Arcane Council, and for some reason the main account retweeted it. No idea how or why, but that happens. Um, so that would be their third trip up um since there has been six months ago almost six months ago hilarious and it and as it was written in the contract on the third trip up uh the all of the conclave funds get released to the wag die weekly host right that was those I, the yeah i actually think that that might be what defines a cycle oh, okay, all right 
<laughs> every every third mistake is a cycle. <laughs> Perfect. Well, ladies and gents, uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, we will have a show for you next week. Uh, the week after, though, we are going to take a break uh, from Wag Guy Weekly as it's the holidays, and we don't want to spend time with you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we're we're I'm we're going to be away doing holiday things. So uh, next week is our last show for the year. So do tune in. Um, I'll promise something special, even though we haven't thought of it yet, uh, and we'll uh, we'll see you there. Goodbye, traveler. May your journey bode you well.